राम नमस्ते सच्चाकाल रेडियो जिंदगी 1170 एचडी सुन रहे हैं आप अगर आप वंडर कर रहे हैं कि ट्यूसडे का दिन है सात बजकर चार मिनट पर रेडियो जिंदगी आपके लिए क्या खास लेके आया है भाई आपको पता है ये वो शो है जहां पर हम बात करते हैं उन चीजों के बारे में जो टिपिकली रेडियो पर डिस्कस नहीं होती है और ये बेहतरीन प्रोग्राम हमारे लिए लेके आती है जीनियस के से मिस रेनू डिलन और हमारा नाम है कैंडिड कॉन्वर्सेशन विद रेनू डिलन आपको थोड़ा सा बता दें रेनू डिलन इज द फाउंडर एंड सीईओ ऑफ जीनियस के जिनके की है थर्टी सेंटर्स इन बेरिया ट्रेसी एंड सेक्रोमेंटो अगर आप चाहते हैं कि आपके बच्चे एकदम ऑलराउंडर बने और छोटे छोड़े छोटे बड़े टॉडलर्स प्री स्कूल प्री के किंडर एनी ऑफ योर चाइल्ड केयर नीड्स डोंट फॉरगेट टू चेक आउट जीनियस किड्स ऑनलाइन डॉट कॉम और कॉल फाइव वन जीरो सेवन वन थ्री टू फोर थ्री वन दैट्स फाइव वन जीरो सेवन वन थ्री टू फोर थ्री वन विद दैट आर वेलकम रेडियो टू द स्टूडियो हेलो एंड वेलकम हेलो आर जे स्वाति आई डोंट कैसा चल रहा है हाउ डू यू लाइक दिस हॉट हॉट स्प्रिंग में समर वाला वेदर एक्चुअली आई लव इट आई एम रियली ग्लैड इट्स हॉट अबाउट टाइम राइट इट रिमाइंड्स मी ओवर आई ग्रो अप इट वॉज कीनियर सो इट्स वंडरफुल ऑल राइट तो एक बार थोड़ा बैकअप करते हैं हमारे लिस्नर्स के लिए कैंडेड कॉन्वर्सेशन विद रेनू डिलो पे वॉट कैन दे एक्सपेक्ट वेल आई जस्ट फेल्ट दैट यू नो वी स्पेंड सो मच टाइम लिस्टिंग टू stuff unnecessary stuff so i felt it's important to talk about necessary stuff so at least uh, thanks to radio zindagi sab and yourself we've committed at least 25 minutes of some serious time every week where we can discuss topics that normally people want to avoid especially our indian community we try and avoid topics like you know uh, domestic violence suicide we we want to talk about how much money we make and the fancy cars we drive but that's a good just a good stuff let's yeah, not talk yeah, about the yeah. you know wanted, and yeah we want to talk about the 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 really important stuff that affects people's lives right, right. we want it to be the cause of all that trouble <laughs> and then we've covered a lot of ta- uh, topics oh, yeah. like yeah. gay and you know bullying in school yeah. and today we have a topic which is close to every parent in bay area and i think everyone who's listening to us can resonate with it and can relate to it so if you're a parent you are in bay area you must stay tuned for the next half hour because we have a very special guest yes. and i'll let you introduce her absolutely so today's topic is very important we you know we've talked we've had different speakers in the last few weeks talk about different types of depression anxiety and stress we've covered women postpartum depression but today i'm bringing on an expert that can actually address stress in children and that's what we're going to talk about so naina so these are guests today and she's a marriage and family counselor who's been working in mental health for about 11 years and she's been working on understanding and healing trauma for about 10 She has multiple trainings in many different ways and uh, she currently leads a program at El Camino Hospital that helps mothers with peri postpartum mood disorders. But she has worked with child protective services, women's trafficking and violence shelters and uh, plays a very big role in helping people overcome these issues in their life. So, um an immigrant with two children um and uh, psychotherapy is her third career. So, welcome Naina to our show. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Swati. So, the first thing I want to ask you is and I know it's a very broad question, but um how would you define stress in your words in just a few words? What is stress? So, I think um the most important thing to understand about stress is that it's actually a physiological response uh to many things in your life and it has nothing to do with what the event is but how we make sense of it uh so it really gets determined by all of our life experience and what we consider either good or bad or right or wrong but it's really uh, a physiological response it's very much related to our nervous system and so teaching our children to 
be able to take care of that, take good care of themselves becomes critical because if we don't give them these skills up ahead, uh, you know, they could end up with anxiety or uh, PTSD or anything that, that can be related to what we consider a stress uh, disorder. So is stress different from depression? Very different from depression. Stress is a, uh, like I said, it's something we experience um, in our bodies, uh, and the event could be anything. Depression is more of a, uh, what we consider a condition which has a lot of different symptoms, and stress is not one of them, but the effects of stress uh, show up in depression. Stress can go away, it can be regulated, we can take care of ourselves and minimize stress. Um, so, very different. So, let me ask you a question. Uh, what are the most common issues that you are seeing today in your practice and at the hospital? So, I currently don't work uh, with children, but I do work with the effects of stress. Uh, and I will tell you that uh, it becomes pervasive in mental health because the beginning of things uh, is related to stress. So the way I see it in the hospital and even in, in, in practice everywhere is that when parents don't take care of themselves, it causes issues in the family, which causes issues for the children. So we really want to start looking at like uh, the base response and being able to respond to like, when I have stress, what is it that I'm experiencing? And I think teaching people to do that here in the Bay Area is absolutely critical because there is so much here that stresses people out. The traffic, the financial stuff, the housing market, schools for children, everything has like this survival attached to it. And I think that's what stress is. It's a survival mechanism for us to r rise to the occasion and do something about whatever is causing the stress. But if we don't have ways to regulate that, we can get into a lot of trouble. And I think one of the big causes of stress, I think for children, since I work with kids all the time, and what I was mentioning to Naina while we were waiting to come on the show, what I hear all day long in my schools is um, the stress that parents put on their children, the expectations, I think what I call unreasonable expectations. And um, that comes, you know, it directly inflicts the children. And what are your thoughts Absolutely. on that? Do you think parents are putting a lot of unnecessary stress on their kids, especially our Indian parents, especially with the academics and the expectations of becoming the next multimillionaire? Oh, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Everybody needs to be, you know, starting Facebook. So uh, I think this is true, uh, that what parents consider their survival instinct is being put on a very young nervous system, which is a child that doesn't really know how to take care of themselves. So putting those expectations on the children really causes them to feel like, oh, my God, if I don't do this, something terrible is going to happen or, you know, it, it's almost an equation of I'm going to die or I'm going to lose my life or we're going to lose the way we are or who I am, which is a trauma response, really, uh, because the parents make something that may be very small seem super, super important. Uh, and I think that's what causes the constant elevation in the nervous system where we see people or children not being able to sleep feeling cranky, having angry outbursts uh, because they're not being able to like take good care of themselves, what we consider regulate, uh, meaning you know being able to come down or go up and be able to assess what's right, what's wrong, 
what's really important, what's not really important. So, I mean, I wanted to remind my listeners that we are listening to Candid Conversations with Renu Dillon, and we have with us Dr. Naina Sodhi, and we're talking about stress. I'm just a therapist. (laughs) Therapist, all right. (laughs) But we're talking about stress-related problems. So, if I heard you right, we are all the same, but the way we respond to a situation is different, right? So, how, as parents, are we putting that pressure? Because all I don't think there are... uh, Parents who are going out there and saying, Ki, you know, do this or do that. But what Actually, are these? They are. They are. <laughs> I you're can't you're still a parent of a very young one. They are. You'll be you surprised. have to be the best at everything? Yeah, you have to be right. the best. You've got to be 100%. Otherwise, right. you're not good enough to come home. Yeah. That's it. It's quite simple. You didn't get 100%. That's you didn't make gains. rather extreme, no? Yeah, no, it's absolutely. not. Not for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, especially in immigrant families where people have worked really, really hard and given up a lot to get here. Mm-hmm. And they've worked really, really hard. Like, they've worked their bums off to make a life for themselves. And their only way to do it is through hard work, and they expect their children to keep that level going and if not, do more. And what that does is that what we don't understand is that the grown-ups made this choice. Right. And the children are being, being made to do that. It wasn't a choice they made. So somehow we've put their survival or their survival instinct is now coupled with doing well, which really is not true. Which is not true. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, you don't have to have all A's or a 4.5, and that's not the only way. Right. All, a lot of it is also the way we were raised, right? This is how it's done in India, right? That right. you have to do well in studies and hard cheese where you have to jack of all trades and you have to excel. So what are the things that you observe and like you have be, you were raised right. here and you have raised two kids here. What are the distinct choices that as parents we can make that, you know what, just because we were raised this way, this generation is different and their asks are different, yeah. their needs are different. Uh, if you can throw some light on that. Well, for sure, I think there's a lot of room for letting the child have choices. Uh, You know, I think that there is so much to be said about giving them room to make mistakes, giving them room to become at least in bits and pieces who they are. I can understand that I think, you know, 4.5 would be wonderful for you to get into a great school. But, you know, you could also be spending a few hours a day doing something that you like to do. And uh, if I'm expecting you to make that kind of, uh, like, have this stellar academic and extracurricular activities, uh, there needs to be room for for the child to make some choices. And I'm just thinking about high school kids, but, you know, younger kids, play is the most important thing for a child under the age of eight. And I think, Mm -hmm. uh, Renu, you could speak more to that, is that that is absolutely the age where abstract thought and abstract thinking comes into play. And I think if we don't let the child reach that on their own, where are we giving them the choice to make their own own decisions? We run into that all the time in the schools because even I was mentioning to you that even when we have a summer camp schedule or an after-school schedule, you know, you can't, parents don't even want to see downtime. And for me, downtime is important. You know, and with parents, you know, they don't even, kids don't even get downtime in the car because as soon as they sit in the car, the first question is, what did you get in your math test? And then, of course, mom is or dad are on their way to another class and then you come out of chess and did you win the chess game? And then you go to math. Did you prepare for your math exam? Did you prepare for this? Where's the downtime? Is it when the child goes to bed? That's not downtime because then there's nobody talking to the child at that time. So... 
for me, you know, I tell parents, don't try and have your child live the dreams that you couldn't achieve or maybe what you achieved. Let them follow their own dreams. And I'm not saying tell kids to fail. but right. Oh, no, I think yeah. somewhere failure is absolutely important. Because if you don't have failure, you can't learn. You won't know, oh, things can go wrong and I'll still be okay. That is survival. To know that things can go wrong and I'll still be okay is absolutely critical because that gives us the experience to say, I have fallen, but I'll be okay. I can right. get up and walk again. Well, what I meant was, you know, don't say it's okay to bring a D home, but right. you don't have to push from the A. You know, C's are okay. If, if I completely agree. You know. So, you know, going back to stress, Naina, what do you think families can do to help solve this problem that's becoming so critical? Because we also talked about the suicide rate that's happening yeah. with kids as young as 13 years old. And what what could be done? So I think the first thing a parent uh, really needs to know is what stresses them out. Because that stress then causes more stress in the household. Well, we know from Kaiser's huge ACEs study, uh, and it's a big thing in the mental health world, is that a child that has a lot of stressors or stressful environments in their home, long-term has a lot of health issues. So what we really want to do is the parent... I would think the parent's first job then is to decrease any kind of drug use in the house, any kind of violence in the house, any screaming or shouting, uh, any sort of shaming, you know, which tells the child that they're not worthy mm -hmm. or they are they are flawed. Um, being able to keep the the stressors that a child cannot understand out of the child's life. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, titrating social media for children. Uh, so, you know, don't give a young person all the freedom on social media because their brain cannot comprehend so many of those things that are happening in the world. So the first thing for me is that the parent themselves should know their stressors and know how to manage their stress uh, because a child really learns from their parents. Uh, so if, if, if I, as a five, six-year-old, see my parents screaming and shouting every, th every time they have a stressor, that's what I'm learning mm -hmm. to do. So I'm, I'm going to ask you something that I think most people will be thinking that is any amount of shouting okay? Because we are from a culture where, you know, like, thappar par jaye, or you right. know, if people are... Right. And, but, but at the same time, pitai is okay, right? Pitai is, in fact, a lot of culture, I mean, our culture says that it's all right. Yeah, uh, violence you? is a bit of a thing in our culture, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not to the extent of violence, but you know where it's in between. But do you propose any, uh, in this country, of course, you can't hit your child, but do you, what's your thought on that? Absolutely, and there should be consequences for behavior. Uh, there should definitely be a conversation where, again, anger is a great thing. You know, there's a, in, especially in our culture, you know, being angry is a bad thing, but actually that's not true. All emotions are Fine. just a response. Mm -hmm. And so to be angry is different than being in a stressed, elevated state where, you know, I can constantly walk around being angry and then the child thinks that I need to be safe by staying out of the way. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So we don't want that. But I think telling a child what they did was wrong is very, very important because otherwise, how are they going to figure this out? Uh, but in in a way that being, a, I mean, I yell at my kids all the time. That was my second question. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure if either of them is listening to this, they'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
So I'm sure my neighbors will tell you the same thing. But I think the important piece is that what do we do after that? Right. You know, I can be angry and I can tell you, wow, Allah, you did this wrong. You, what were you thinking? That was a stupid thing to do. Not you're stupid, but that was a yeah. stupid thing to do. Right. But then the difference then is afterwards, do I come back and repair that? Sure. Yeah. To say, listen, honey, what could you have done differently? Mm-hmm. What could you be doing differently next time? What did you learn from this? How can I help you figure this out? Again, the rupture happens, but then we do the repair and we give the young person a way to recover and to fix it so that next time, A, they do differently, and B, they don't feel like, oh, my God, something is wrong with me. I'll never be able to do anything in my life. Right. I'm sure a lot of parents who are listening right now, must, there must be a sigh of relief. You're all right. It's not all that bad. I'm not Correct. all that bad. So the repair is really important. Right. So, I mean, another follow-up, right? Uh, it sounds like there's a fine balance between kitna chillaoge. Are there signs that we can get out of the children, like a behavior pattern that you see? Ki, you know what? Now I've pushed it, or pakka, uh, I'm doing something wrong. Yes. Are there signs that you can just point us to so that we can be mm-hmm. listening for those? Oh, that's such a good question. This is like so on track with trying to understand that stress is a physiological response. We really want to read the child's body language. Mm-hmm. You know, we see their eyes dilated, their mouth feels closed or grim. They start to shrink physically. Mm-hmm. Go uh, into a quiet mode. Go in the into room. quiet mode, having like no tears at all, like this grim look or like just, you know, frozen, what right. I consider frozen. And but then, the parents would uh, interpret that as a teat, bacha, stubborn bacha, not responding. Right, right. Yeah. But it's also, you know, in our autonomic nervous system, we have states of responding to stress. It's uh, either fight, flight. The next stage is freeze, which is what we don't want our children to have. And the last stage is collapse. Mm-hmm. So that's the child who gives up, who won't even try, because they've decided nothing's yeah, going to work. Nothing's going to work. And we definitely don't want to see either freeze or collapse. I'd rather the child fight right back, like my son yesterday right. was like, you don't have to mock me, mom. And I'm like, you're right, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so all this conversation... And basically keeping communication lines Absolutely. open is what we're talking about. Is let, them, let the child be able to say something back to you Correct. and sometimes correct you. I think it's important Absolutely. to have your children correct you as well. Right. So all this, I've focused uh, purely on children and I know you're looking at the time. Yes, yes, I'll... <laughs> we no, no, no. Just checking because I'm lose track when I get so involved in this topic. Yeah, this is a very important conversation, yeah. in fact. So how about, how about adults, right? We also... Some people work very well under stress and the kind of environments that we work in, you know, stress just is a... I'm speaking for myself. Stress. Good stress. Good stress. So right. That fuels me and I'm able to deliver. So th- there are, you know, folks like yes, yours absolutely. truly. So... Uh, let me tell you, if you live in the world of good stress, is because you already have a learned experience that you're going to be okay. Right. Right? You already have that experience from the past that, oh, this is actually a rise. So when we look at physiologically, what we're really looking at, the two systems in our nervous system, the parasympathetic, which is engaged and connected, is also on while your fight-flight system is on. And what we really are looking at is, good stress is happening when both systems are online, meaning I am engaged and connected and I am doing some sort of like fight-flight system, like I'm doing something towards uh, surviving. Like a good example is playing with your children. Right. Right? It's stressful because you're like trying to win or they're trying to win, but at the same time you're connected 
and engaged. Or when you're playing, you know, a sport, even though it's stressful, right. but you're still connected. So I think that's the difference is good stress is when both parts of your system are on, meaning you're connected and engaged while something not so pleasant is mm-hmm. happening. And it doesn't have any long-term impact because I think that, oh my God, I'm going to really grow old, jaldi say, or something like that. Right, but I think the important thing is when those two systems are out of balance, meaning your fight-flight system is now raging, uh-huh. but the connection is lost, right? Your ability to like have hope and feel connected, like this is going to work, is gone. That's when it becomes hard stress. Like it, that's the bad stress because... That's what makes you old fast. (laughs) (laughs) What would your message be, Naina, to all the parents out there listening today who are probably feeling guilty for all the stuff they've done and the ones who all want their kids to, you know, become the next CFO or become the next billionaire and some of the children only two years old? (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, I get parents who say, why are they doing painting? I've actually had a parent who walked into a preschool. It's so sad, and I hope he's listening. And <laughs> took his, I really hope he's listening. He took his child, his child was two and a half years old, ran to him with this piece of art, and he looked at it, and he said, what rubbish is this? And he ripped it and threw it, and then he looked at me and said, is that, this is what you made him do. Why didn't you teach him how to count or do some numbers? And you should have seen that child's face. The next day, he didn't want to pick up crayons or colors or paint. Yeah, collapse. Yes. And I mean, he was two and a half. I don't think the dad even realized what he had done or said. Yeah. And we struggled for a long time after that to get the child to even want to do artwork. But he was obsessed then after that with numbers. So what is your message out there to parents? For parents of little ones, adults, you know, middle school. Teens, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing I think I want to tell parents is go out there and do things with your children. There is such value to engage in play, to engage in art, even if they suck at it, even if they are terrible at it. If that's what they want to do, we got to give them something to work on. And the second thing I think is really important for parents to know is we can always start again. In mindfulness, we have this practice of starting again and just starting again and remembering that repair is the biggest and most important part of the attachment cycle, meaning if something goes wrong, we come back and fix it. That's what gives a child the trust, the immunity to say, I'm going to be okay. And that's the same thing that carries on in relationships when you become adults and you're in a marriage that's failing. You know that you can walk away and make it successful or try again rather than feel like you're stuck with this. Absolutely. Person the rest of your life. And it's in everything. It's at work. It's in your relationships with your friends. Just because we had a fight or because I yelled at you is not the end End of of the relationship. But the fact that we can still be okay and you're going to be okay is the biggest message that a parent can give a child. No matter what's happening right now, honey, we're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. That's the biggest message we can give any any aged child. Just because we touched on the relationship bit, I know we're out of time, but I'll quickly touch on it. Parents fighting, right? That's also a reality of life. And it's not like two people living under this, the same roof will not I have... I not. <laughs> right? Yeah. How do you, uh, you know, message it across to your children? Because fights happen. How do you repair that if there's anything around that you want to speak to? So I think that depends on the age of the child. Mm-hmm. But I think a child... A child who sees parents fighting and then making up is such an important thing because now I have the sense that shit happens and we're okay and you recover. So no fighting in the household. It's a fake. 
I don't know. Natural. I think there's an issue in that yeah. marriage. So let me not be <laughs> my lot therapist. of people people think that you know what let's not fight and let's just you know sometimes the content is not what kids need to hear. But I think that knowing that parents have had really in- intense conversation but you know 10 minutes later they were still cuddling and they were still being nice to each other is not a bad thing right so that just gives them uh, how That's to react another to another topic completely i want to bring you back on is <laughs> should we cuddle in front of our children because this is whole myth that you don't oh, show yes. oh expression <laughs> and love but thank you so much for coming on our show i the time passed so quickly i think that we covered there's so many other topics that have, could have come out of this i know Well, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, but thank you so thank much. Thank you. And how can people reach you really quickly, Naina, if they want to reach you? Oh my god, I never thought of that. <laughs> While um, you think of that, uh, we will come back to you and I'm going to ask you ki ye aise hunar wale log milte kahan aapko? Oh, because you know, thanks to Women Empowerment, uh, one of Naina's friends got an award and then she uh, she actually came to our show Dr. Dami and then I she see. introduced me to Naina. So it's wonderful, you know, I get to meet this phenomenal women. You can see that I biased a bit to women, right? And I don't blame you. Vesif, <laughs> uh, for what things can people reach yeah. you and how do they reach yeah. you? I'm not I don't have a website anymore but I think you if you uh, google you we can find you on Google I Absolutely. typed in your name and yeah, I looked up I, all your but I don't so. know if there's a way to reach me but I think we well, could Well just contact me and I'll I was going to say if you yeah. re- contact Radio Zindagi yeah. we can take it from there yeah. right renu d at gmail.com r e n n u d at gmail.com or swati at radiosindigi.com ye hai hamara email address and if you have any uh, topics that you want to want us to cover and if there's any feedback that you want to share with us do not forget to contact us वैसे जाते जाते बताइए अगले हफ्ते हमारे लिए आप क्या लाएंगे this time i made sure i have prepared because the right. last two times i blanked let's out let's see well if you yeah. get it right no i got it right so actually i'm going to be bringing on a young lady next week who has started a women's group and she herself went through a very challenging journey in her marriage and she's actually written a book about it her name is rashi moga and she's actually going to be on our show next week sharing her life experiences and her book about empowering women so i got it right <laughs> women empowerment <laughs> all right that was it for us aap sun rahe the candid conversations with renu dilan we had nena sodi with us and we spoke about a lot of good things and we will be back next week stay tuned to radio zindagi you are listening to candid conversations with renu dillon